With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. to you. It is Andrew Morgan, the Goals Coach, coming to you today on the Goals Coach Daily. Is success sexy or is it just a matter of routine? We're going to get to that question today and a few other things. We're going to give you some tips on what you can do to determine if your routines have turned into ruts as a continuation of yesterday's program. I just want to point out that the show is brought to you by AboutGoals.com a website that's, that's uh, dedicated to helping you to maximize your potential and reach your goals goals in every stage of life. Go check it out. So is success sexy? You know, we see it in the videos. We see it on the big screens. We see people who've reached the top of their games, and we see all the, the trappings and all of the, the benefits that they're receiving as a result of being a success. It's the big house, it's the big car, it's the vacation in exotic lands, it's the bling, bling, bling on top of the bling, bling, bling. And it seems to be this enchanted place that we're all trying to get to. You know, some of us seem to have this this strange love affair with what we define as success. You know, we pursue it in the same way that we would pursue a man or a woman. You know, we, we, try, to attract, we try to attract success. We, we want to seduce success. We want to, we want to court it. Some of us try to force it. And, and we all do this with the hope that one day it will be ours. It will be all ours, that thing that we're trying to get to. The problem with that is that when we objectify success, it often plays the role of the coquette. You know, it becomes a consummate tease, you know, something that has the ability to arouse the desire within us and to, to attract and, and to allure us, but, but also it has the power to kind of keep us at bay. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, have you been working on your stuff for a while now? Getting close, maybe not getting close enough, you know, maybe just at that place where you're about to, to, to grab that brass ring, or maybe you've had it and you've lost it and you're trying to get it back. And, and you might know that person who's forever chasing it, you know, but they just can't seem to, to ever obtain it. At least in their own eyes, they can't seem to obtain it. They come close, but then something happens, you know. And it's a groupie-like cat-and-mouse game that they play with success. And that game can become very dangerous. It can become a dangerously habit-forming game that, that can go on for a lifetime. I, I uh, had an associate, and I won't mention them by name. Well, I, you know what? I'm going to give them a fictitious name just to keep the story flowing. Purvis. Purvis is not his real name, but we're going to call him Purvis. You know, Purvis was always 
chasing that thing, man. He was always looking for that that big opportunity, you know, that million-dollar idea, you know, and he would get close to it, or at least he would get closer to it, but it would always elude him. You know what I mean? You know, he knew the words, or he seemed to know the language of success. He seemed to have the, his thoughts in line. You know, he even knew some of the right people, you know, rubbing elbows with, with, with uh, millionaires and gazillionaires. And yet Purvis just couldn't seem to get to that place that he wanted to get to. Why was that? Well, we're going to talk about that in, in just a minute. But, you know, if you're, if you're in that place where you've kind of, where you've objectified success, you know, where you've actually, you, you, you kind of, you look at success as a thing, you know, I, I, you know, I want you to realize, and, and please understand something. When I share tips on the program, I, you know, I never do a disclaimer, but I'm going to just do a quick disclaimer here. When I share tips on the program, it's just really to kind of get you to think about things. So I, I will, in some cases, challenge your beliefs. I will challenge some of the assumptions that you've been making about the journey that you've been on and, and, and what things mean to you. Don't take it personal. Just take it as just that. You know, every once in a while it's a good thing for us to kind of Reevaluate and to, uh, to just kind of look at where we're going with a fresh set of eyes. So if you've been in that place where you've been objectifying success, you know it's it's a thing. It's a you see it as a living, breathing thing. Then you know think about it this way, or, or consider this: it's not a person or a thing. You know, it's not an identity or who you are. It's simply the achievement of an intention. Huh? Success is simply the achievement of an intention, something that you intended to do that you did. You know, there's a difference between a goal setter and a goal getter. Goal setters, uh, they they have a lot of things that they want. They set goals, they set goals, they set goals. Goal getters are people who have developed a skill uh, that, that allows them to produce the things that they want, that allows them to produce the desired outcomes that they want. And a part of the mindset of a goal-getter is that they see achievement, they understand that achievement is um, basically, or that success rather, is basically the achievement of an intention. And what I want you to think about as I say that is, is that, you know, if that's the case, then understand that you have a lot of successes every day. You know, successfully reaching a goal is a matter of consistently performing tasks that move you in the direction that you want to go. Nothing more, nothing less. It is necessary that you are clear on where you're going. It is also necessary that you're clear on the steps you need to take to get there. But aside from that, there is really no mystery to all of this. Success is simply the achievement of an intention. Why do I break it down and make it so simple like that? Well, because so often... It's our subjective definition of success that keeps us from ever getting to the place that we want to get to. You know, we're making progress, but we just don't feel like we are. So that subjective definition is not one that's going to serve you. All right? When you understand that, you also understand that success is not personal. You know, cause and effect, sowing and reaping, that's basically what it is. It's no respect of person. You know, it works for you the way that it works for everyone else. The question is, what are you consistently doing? What causes are you consistently putting in place? What are you consistently 
sewing Sahitha life that you that you uh that you currently have, what do you need to start sewing to reap the harvest that you desire? Cause and effect. Right now you're doing something and what you're doing is producing is producing a result. Is it a result that you want? If so, you keep doing it. If it's not, then you need to change what you do. And it's important to understand that uh it really is just a matter of of routine. You know, I, I, success is not sexy. It's just a matter of routine. The difference between you and someone who may be at a place that you're trying to get to is that their daily routines are different. What they do day in and day out is different from you. If you can ask any successful business owner, you can ask any CEO, you can ask any world-class athlete the importance of a good routine, the importance of patience, and the importance of a habit, and they're going to tell you that it is absolutely the key to success. Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. The team that's there, they've had some good, uh, they've had some, they have some successful routines. There's some things that they consistently do, individual players and as a team, that has actually led them to the place that they're in. Hands down, you can look at the, uh, you can look at the talent on both sides of the field, and that's what you'll find is that there are routines that they have that are different from the routines that others who have not made it that far have. And there's routines and habits of thought and habits of and, and the way that they practice and things like that. But successful people who live unstuffed lives know that the things that you routinely do shape your life far greater than the occasional out of your box activity that you might be moved to perform. You know, it's what you do day in and day out that makes a difference, huh? What do I say? Your goals are only alive if they show up in your daily activities. Right? Goal-getters, people who are able to produce the results that they want, who are able to consistently produce the results that they want, understand the importance of good routines in terms of making that happen. So yesterday we talked about the seven deadly ruts and how to avoid them. If you didn't hear the show, go back and listen to the archives. But if you are wondering, you know, do I have good routines or do I have ruts in my life, we're going to give you four questions, four easy questions that you can ask yourself to help you to tell the difference between a good routine that's going to lead to your success and a rut, something that's not going to, to lead to any real long-term gain. And, again, a rut is something that will produce a short-term benefit with no long-term gain. That short-term benefit might feel good. Um, it may, you know, it may uh, tingulate uh, the, the senses. It may... Um, be, you know, fun to do. You may be avoiding something, whatever it is. Again, we talked about procrastination last week, but, but those, the benefits are short-term. The, the gain over the long haul is not there, and that's, how, that's one way that you can determine if something is a rut. So let me give you four questions that are going to help you to determine if, if what you have in your life are good routines or if they're right. The first question is to ask yourself this. You know, look at what you're doing. From throughout the day, you know, and what you're doing consistently throughout the week. And you can almost look at any individual activity. And some things you know are their, their good routines. Um, other things you're not sure about, but this is going to help to clear it up. The first question that you can ask yourself to determine if, if what you have in your life right now are routines or ruts is, is this. Is it productive? Here's the thought. Routines produce and create. Ruts tend to squander and destroy. 
a routine will produce and create, a rut will squander and, and destroy. So look at what you're doing and ask yourself, is it productive? That's one of the easiest ways you can tell if an app is a rut, is to look at whether or not it's producing anything useful in your life. And here are four key areas that you can look at. Um, you know, when you're at work, you're at work, okay? If you're, if, when you're on the job, uh, you're engaged in productive activities. If you're not engaged and if you're not productive at work, um, you'll kind of learn that soon enough, okay? Uh, and that's a whole different conversation. If you're if you're not productive at work, you know your your reviews or the relationships that you have with coworkers and with your boss will kind of let you know that. So I want you to consider these areas here, because the areas that I'm about to share with you are areas where we can where um, unproductivity, uh, where being unproductive can hide. And one area is your leisure time. Okay, with your leisure time. Now I know that. Uh, we think that, you know, I can't be productive all the time. I need some downtime, and you're right. However, it's really important to look at your pattern of relaxation. You know, people who live uh, unstuck lives, people who are able to produce the desired results that they want, tend to be productive even in their leisure time. Do you know that? You know, they use their leisure time as a time to build relationships, to strengthen their mind, their body, their soul, and for other creative endeavors. You know, there are occasions when they just may absolutely do nothing and just veg out, but, you know, that's usually the exception, not the rule. Now, here's a revelation for you. Quality leisure time does not just happen. Quality leisure time does not just happen. In fact, when I think of recreation, you know, your recreational time, I think of it as recreation. It's a time for you to recreate who you are. And, and that's not something that just happens. You know, if you're in a rut and you want to get unstuck, you have to become a person who consistently pursues what I like to call intentional endeavors. You know, again, the default to, uh, to the default in life is really sameness. If you don't intentionally do something to, to change, then what you did yesterday is, more like, is most likely to show up again today unless something interrupts that. So... Um, developing the habit and, and learning how to consistently pursue intentional endeavors is a quality that you can develop. And, and I want you to write this down if you have a pen and paper handy uh, and you're in a place where you can write it down. I want to write this down. Pursuing intentional endeavors. Pursuing intentional endeavors means that you plan your actions in advance. You plan your actions in advance and you take action to advance your plans, all right? Pursuing intentional endeavors means that you plan your actions in advance and you take action to advance your plans. And that's in all areas of, of your life. That's in, your, uh, that's in your, your, your work life, in your, in your personal life, in your leisure time, and on and on. The great news is that once the new routines become a habit, you're really free from the rut, and you're on your way to a more purposeful, exciting, and engaging life in that particular area. All right, so look at your leisure time. You know, the, the question that, that we're asking is, is it productive? And if you're trying to determine if your routines are good routines that are going to move you forward, or are they rut? Ask yourself, is it productive? Look at your leisure time. Am I productive there? Uh, another area to look at, look at is the unproductive time that you that you have at work. And what I'm talking about there is interruptions, distractions, 
um, things that that uh, that tend to just waste time. You know, standing in someone's door, catching up on what happened on um, on uh, Dancing with the Stars, or or catching up on the football game, or basketball game, hockey game, or whatever from the past weekend, or just hanging around the proverbial water cooler. That's unproductive time, and you want to become aware of it. Now, relationships are important, yes. But what happens very often is that we fall into these habits, um, and those habits are, you know, they're, they're routine. You go in, you get the coffee, you you go stand in front of so-and-so's doorway, and you have that idle conversation, and, and then eventually you get to work. You just need to check on that because it's unproductive, and you want to know. It's, you, you just want to be aware. Another unproductive area is the Internet. Now, I am someone in business is um, both in real time and in virtual time. What I mean by that is that um, I do, you know, I'm, I'm a face-to-face guy with some clients, um, but I do a lot of work on the Internet. I do a lot of work on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret with, with, um, with Twitter and, and some of the other tools. You know, you want to make sure that your, your time is productive and that your Internet use is productive. You know, the Internet is an incredibly useful, useful tool at home and at work. You know, but you just have to ask yourself, you know, are, am I wasting time here? Um, I use, and here's the secret, I use software to, to automate tweets sometimes. You know, there may be a time when I'll have um, 10 minutes to sit down and, and, and I'm on Twitter, and um, I may put out, um, you know, as many as, I don't know, four or five tweets um, and just set the delay on TweetDeck, which is the software that I use, or TweetOuter. Um, they use both of them, and that actually sends them out a little later. And then I see responses from people. I have that alert set on my iPhone, and when I see the, the response, I'll, I'll, then, you know, I'll get back to people where I'll interact with them. But, you know, I'm not sitting in front of Twitter all day long. You know, I mean, there are times when I may be writing or something like that. I'll have it up. Um, but, you know, I'm not sitting on Twitter all day long. And you need to ask yourself the same, you know, you need to ask yourself, am I being productive with my time um, on things like Facebook and Twitter? And it's not that you don't use those tools. It's just that you, there are ways that you can use them efficiently. There are a number of tools out there to help you to be really efficient with the use of those things so that you're not just being consumed by an activity that's not productive. Um, another area to look at is just your home and workspace, how organized it is. You know, you know the, the ease of access to information. It's one of the things that causes a person to be unproductive is if you are not able to put your hands on something when you need it quickly. Um, you know, so that, that's another area to look at in terms of, of your, your overall productivity. So that's question number one, is it productive? Number two is, is it wasting my resources? You know what I'm doing, and is what I'm doing wasting my resources? Let's tend to dissipate, desecrate, and devastate your resources. They eat up your resources. Things that that are that are ruts, routines that have become ruts, eat up your re, your resources. Whereas routines tend to maximize and maximize and multiply your resources. A good routine will actually add to what you have. A good time management routine will actually add time to your day by freeing you up from things that are not effective or efficient or just by streamlining some processes. Um, and, and so you want to ask yourself, is this routine wasting my resources? If it's wasting your resources, then guess what? It's probably a, a routine that has become a rut. 
And the three most precious resources that you have are time, energy, and money. And they're precious because, you know, they're, they are, they're finite. Um, you can always get more money. You know, you can get more money. I'm not saying that, it's, that there's a limited amount of money out there. No. You know, I believe that there, is, um, that, that there is an abundance out there. But what you have right now is what you have right now. Um, energy and, mu- and, and time are the, it's the same way. You know, those are finite resources. So they're precious, and you don't want to waste them. And when you're looking at what you do, um, you know, consider if it's wasting your resources or not. The top five most common time wasters, okay, television, the Internet, hanging out for no good reason, electronic games, and gossiping. Those are the top five most common time wasters. All right, top three um, time-wasting behaviors is, one, being unorganized because you're wasting time to do, take you longer to do um, what, takes you longer to do something than it would typically take someone else. Procrastination is a time waster, and a lack of direction is also a time waster, um, and that's pretty self-explanatory. If you don't know where you're going, you're going to spend a lot of time just kind of drifting. So top three time-wasting uh, time behaviors are um, being unorganized, procrastination, and lack of direction. Four big energy wasters. These are things that waste your energy. Negative emotions such as anger, jealousy, and hate. Um, Fear and worry about things that never come to pass. Unproductive busyness, as we talked about yesterday, just being busy but not really moving things forward. And unnecessary steps in the process. You're, you're, You're taking... Um, more steps than you need to in order to complete a particular process. So, you know, you determine ways to reduce steps in the process. You make sure that you are, that the work that you're doing is tied to something that's productive or, or, deter, or a desired end that you're trying to get to. Um, don't worry about things that, that never come to pass or, or learn to eliminate that. Again, we talked about fear and worry yesterday on the program. You can hear it in the archives. And then um, just know that the negative emotions such as anger, jealousy, and hate, um, they, are, they are energy wasters. And they're energy wasters because they tend to make you spin um, and you can spiral. Now, it's great if you're talking, if, you, if you're working with a coach or if, you have, um, if you're, you're receiving some kind of help, you have a third party, an outside party rather, helping you with uh, your emotional mastery. But in the moment, while you're actually doing it and you don't have someone around, um, just know that negative emotions tend to waste energy. All right, and then here's some here's some money wasters to consider. Things that that help that waste your money: um, impulsive buying, emotional buying, gambling, um, fees incurred by mismanaging your money, paying high interest rates, and unwise investments. Those are six things that that you want, might want to look at um, as it relates to your money. Again, the question that you're asking is: Is it wasting my resources? Is what I'm doing wasting my resources? So. That's the second question. Again, question number one, is it productive? Question number two is, is it wasting my resources? Question number three is, am I doing it in excess? Am I doing it in excess? You know, rush cause misalignment and unbalance. Routines create balance and, and alignment. Yeah, and here's the kicker. All routines, any routine that, you, that you're engaged in, when done in excess, will create a rut. Why? Because when you habitually overdo something, you're doing it at the expense of other things. And the result is that you create an unbalanced life. We talked about that in the past program. So, you know, if you want to know if your routine is a good routine or, or not, ask yourself that question. Am I doing it excessively? 
Am I doing this thing excessively? And here's an example. And here's a case. One I've said it, I've talked, touched on it before. You know, working 80 hours a week is done at the expense of your personal life, your relationships, and possibly even your health. You know, on the other hand, the flip side of it is that relaxing 80 hours a week is done at the expense of accomplishing more meaningful activities. Both examples are both are examples of of excessiveness. You know, both activities result in in you getting stuck. So. Look at what you're doing and ask yourself, am I doing it excessively? You know, the the question becomes, what's excessive? Well, how many raindrops does it take to cause a flood? How many snowflakes does it does it take to cause a blizzard? And there's some who are listening to me right now, and you look out your window, you can see a lot of snowflakes. You know, any one thing, any one snowflake's not going to cause the damage. Any one raindrop's not going to cause the damage. But when you when it's done excessively, it creates problems. And, and I want to here's here's something to consider with regards to excessiveness. All right, something as simple as watching television for two hours a day every day, two hours a day every day watching TV. That's 730 hours a year. That's 30 full days of watching TV each year. All right, that's 30 full days of watching TV each you know each year if you're watching it for only two hours a day. That means that every 12 years, every 12 years, you lose one year of your life to a sedentary, mind-numbing activity. So is that excessive? I think it is a little excessive, but it's up to you to determine if what you're doing is excessive. If it's excessive, then it's not a routine, it's a rut, and you want to break out of it. The, the fourth question that you can ask yourself to determine if it's a routine or a rut is, is it unhealthy? Okay, ruts are harmful, routines are healthful. Ruts are harmful, routines are healthful. And so, you know, anything that you do that's immediately or eventually detrimental to your health is unhealthy. It's just, you know, real simple. You go, hubdah, yes, but just want to put that out there. You know, and, and so you can look at, at routines, habits, things that you've done consistently, and ask yourself, is this helpful? Uh, is it healthy or is it unhealthy? If it's unhealthy, then it's a bad, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's a rut. It's a bad habit. I can go through a list of things, um, you know, and tell you what's good or bad in terms of those habits. But you know, I mean, we all know what the good habits are and what the bad habits are. So there you have four questions that are going to help you to determine if, in fact, your routines are routines that are going to get you where you want to go. Or are or are they right, things that you need to break out of? Again, the importance of, of knowing the difference is that success is really just a matter of routine. So if your day and your life is filled with routines that are that are not going to get you where you want to go, if your if your days and your weeks and your months are filled with ruts really, things that you need to break out of, then success will forever elude you. I'll say it again. If your days are filled with routines that are that are negative or that are considered right, then success will forever elude you. Because again, cause and effect. You get what you get because you do what you do. All right. So, is success sexy? No, success is not sexy. It is just a matter of routine. The beauty of that is that now that you know it, all you need to do is develop those routines that are going to make a difference for you. A great place to start is to find someone who's doing the things, who's doing what you want to do, and and model what they do. You know, learn, find out what their routines are. You know, if you're ever in the in the presence of someone who you consider to be um, the the best at what they do, 
you know, don't – let the stars come out of your eyes for a minute. If you have an opportunity to sit down with them, find out what their routine is. Because it's their routines that are producing the life that they that they have and that's producing, rather, the results that they have in that life. All right? So that's the tip for the day. And like I said, man and woman, you know, these are just some ideas, some things for you to consider as you look at where you're going. If you find that you're not able to get there, these are some things to kind of check in with. You know, I don't offer this as gospel. I don't offer this as the last word and in, um, in, in success or, or personal development, just something to kind of bring your mind back to some of the basics. You know, always remember that that um, you know, what you know is not always what you do. So thinking that you know something or even knowing something is not enough. You know, if, if knowing was all that there was, then there wouldn't be a sick doctor out there. You wouldn't have a doctor of smoke. You wouldn't have a marriage. You wouldn't have any uh, marriage counselors who are divorced if knowing was enough. You know, it's not enough. It's what you do each day that makes the difference in terms of getting you to that place that you're trying to get to. So hear what I say on the program. Read, you know, read what I what I put on Twitter, what I put on Facebook, what I say on webinars. And when you hear it, when you read it, when you see it, don't think of it as, well, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Or I know that. Just kind of look at whether or not that's, it's what you're living right now. Because that's the difference. That's the whole difference, though. It's not just knowing something. It's what you live. It's what you do. And when you can break out of those those negative routines, when you can break out of those ruts and create routines that are going to move you forward, you'll find that, guess what? You're going to start to move forward. That is my time for today, my friends. I'm going to come back tomorrow and continue our discussion here on the Gold Coast Daily. Until then, know that this is Andrew Morgan telling you to get up, get out, and get going. For as long as you are alive, live. Live fully and live without regret. So I want you to know, my friend, that the world is a better place because you are in it. Make sure that what you do today is an affirmation of that truth. Until tomorrow, have a wonderful day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.